This is ISN Now with Will Charlton and Noah Cowell. Here's, here's my, my scary take. When I lose this game, the season is completely hopeless. You, I don't disagree. The season is over. Uh, huh. Um, well, the season might be hopeless at this point. I did not not really think it would have to come to this, but now here we are. The Illini get embarrassed, embarrassed on their home field in the game they could have and frankly should have won. They lose a 20-7 to to Nebraska. And there it is again. Yeah, I, I didn't think we'd have to hear it after last week. I really didn't. I mean, you think that after you get embarrassed by your former defensive coordinator on the road by 25, and after the one of the best players in Illinois football history dies the night before, you think they're, the team would be ready to play, right? Guess not, right? I wanted to be high on this team as high as I could be. And I was just trying to keep the faith. But like I said last week, um, if we lose, it's time to push the panic button. And there is no longer a panic button as it's been smashed to it, it pieces already. You can't even see it because... No, it's, it's, it's obliterated already. <laughs> the panic button got bl- obliterated. It was a disaster. In, yeah. In every... Because it's not like Nebraska even... Nebraska wanted Illinois to win that game. I was, I mean, obviously you weren't there, I was, but like Nebraska was literally giving Illinois the game. Illinois won the turnover battle three to two. They did. And oh my Lord. I mean, the offense is, it is like, it's 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 hurting my eyes. Think about it really does. It is just, it's hurting my eyes to see what that team is doing out there. And I, I tweeted this because I was very busy editing our first uh, pregame show uh, for Alana Sports Night, which went as well as I thought it could um, based off of what we had. But I was watching the game on TV, and I said, I tweeted this, and I fully meant it. I really did. That that this was the worst football game I, I think worst played overall I have watched in my yeah. entire life. And yeah. I have watched years and years and years of bad Illinois football, bad Chicago Bears football. Yeah. And I can say with a pretty high level of confidence, that is the worst played game I've ever watched. It was a disaster. Illinois, technically, if you count turnovers on downs, they didn't win the turnover battle. They don't usually count those. I'm not really they, sure they counted. They count the turnovers that get counted toward turnovers, which it was three okay. yeah. it combined was three fumbles and interceptions for Nebraska, and then it was a fumble and an interception for Illinois. Yeah. And you can't even blame the, the the Illinois defense. No. I actually They did just fine. We should have looked at the average starting position for the Nebraska offense because it was just ridiculous whether outside of the one touchdown, by the way, that I missed, the Pat Bryant touchdown, outside of that it was completely disastrous. Illinois couldn't move the ball. They were turning it over. Um, you know, Altmeyer, whenever he's making a few good plays here and there, throws it to uh, uh, Griffin. Ball pops right out, goes right into the hands of Nebraska. They start with the a drive at the Illinois, what, like 20? Yeah. And then uh, the block punt, they start with the ball again inside the Illinois 30 around there. Yeah. As ridiculous. What is the defense supposed to do at that point, right? I put the Sickos committee in my recap article twice. That's how you know the game was horrible. That's how you Painful. know the game was abysmal. And 
like, here's the thing. I just, <laughs> Purdue and Nebraska could very well both be teams who don't even make bowl games. I'm not positive about the Purdue one, even though they did just lose to Iowa. I'm pretty positive about the Nebraska one. They are not going to make a bowl I game. think, if anything, it's the other way around. Really? Yeah. The schedules. Schedules. Okay. Purdue. I still don't, I don't see I don't know Nebraska if I, making I don't know if I game. see Purdue winning two more games on that schedule. Really? Maybe three. But well, Nebraska, yeah, Nebraska, they've still played Northwestern, Purdue, Michigan State, Iowa. Those just, are four those are four games they could win. I just think the odds are, and they're pretty good odds, that neither team makes a bowl. I yeah. Illinois yeah. right now is one of the worst, like maybe bottom five in the power five. One of the worst teams. The way they are playing right now. They have a are. worse record than Northwestern. Yeah. Really let that sink in. If I told you, if I told you coming into the season, it, I don't know if anyone could tell out there, but Will is fuming. <laughs> Talking about this team right we now. We have a worse record than angry. the Northwestern Wildcats. Yes. That is factual. And it hurts to hear. Trust me. It hurts me too. But how do you improve from here? Well, a very interesting point. Oh, let's ask the coaches. Surely yes. they know at this point, right? Six well, games in? Surely the game, they know. After the game, you were there. Yeah. Right? Bielema slams on his podium. He was mad. And then when Jeremy <laughs> Werner asked, what do you do from here? Yeah. What do you do? Here is the little uh, soundbite of his answer, which was very interesting. Take a listen. Changes. Changes. I wish I could tell you right now. I just, I'm coming off field. And, um, I just know that when you have failure, you got to change. And, and um, you know, change the results. To change the results, sometimes it changes scheme. Um Obviously, it's change of call. It's whatever it has to be, but, you know, we got to have better results than I do when that's change. Changes. Wish he could tell us right now. 100% directed bye at Bye-bye, Barry Lunny. Lunny. 100% directed at him. Here's the thing. Let's run first, a shotgun run of the middle on fourth and inches. First. Let's, let's, yeah, first let's miss on two downs from the one-inch line to get into the end zone. Run a shotgun run up the middle. On fourth and goal from the Nebraska two-inch line. You have tight ends. You have a quarterback who's tall. Oh. What are we doing? I mean, it's... <laughs> I don't even... I don't, I'm literally, like... Obviously, I, I'm going to say this and everyone is going to agree. I'm. It's the same mentality, but my sanity is lost because of this football team. And I know you're I know you're exactly with me, but my goodness, it is I didn't think I would leave a stadium less satisfied than I did the weekend before in West Lafayette. Because it, it's not like Purdue tried to let us win the game. Nebraska wanted Illinois to win that game. That's why it was the worst game I've ever watched. Yes. Because both teams were so evidently yes. awful. And and Illinois finds a way to make Heinrich Harburg look like a good quarterback. Which he is not. No, he's not. He, he only not. had 150 passing yards, but he had 80 rushing yards. <laughs> oh, and how many rushing yards did Illinois have, by the 21. way? 21. 21. Yeah. On um, what was it, 16 attempts? Is that what it was? A big, uh, yeah. 
21. 19 carries. 21 team yards. That's 1.1 yards per rush. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Everyone thinks that's funny because it's embarrassing. It's Um, a joke. A big shout out to Barry Lunny. It's such a disaster. I mean, I didn't think that the Illini would stoop this low. I'm not going to say, so I a little bit overreacted the other day, and I said that Illinois football, in my experience, has never reached a lower point as a program. That definitely can't be true. No, but like what I meant was that. But based on last year. Taking everything into account. Yeah. And what I meant is not what I said. It has not reached the lowest point. It's reached much lower points. But. For sure. There has not been a more embarrassing time for this program than right now. Given the success they had, given what they were. They, I don't know if they'll win another game. They there's a chance. <laughs> the fact that there's a chance that they might not even yeah. be Indiana or Northwestern. I know. Uh, you last have, year you have an incredibly favorable schedule too. Maryland is by far the hardest game left in the schedule. Yeah, and it's next weekend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Illini, the Illini are in toast. Uh, are, yeah, completely done. Um, this year is. Technically still salvageable, but the way you're playing, it's not. No. <laughs> and no. I know that's that's um, pretty obvious at this point. But, yeah, like, what what do you do from here? Do you fire Lunny midseason? Is that the move? I don't even because know if it is. Bielema said he's never been more infuriated in his yes. coaching career. Yes, he did. Which, he is usually pretty optimistic. We are usually pretty optimistic. And no, actually— you, you could tell he was—he was— he was pissed. Like, yeah. If you really think about it, what has happened? He, said. <laughs> he was we a, pissed. We had a little inside, inside joke, joke there yeah. for uh, the champagne room. Yeah. Um, but how do you go? And this season, number one word you can use to describe is just embarrassing, abysmal, horrible. Yeah. Bunch of terrible. God awful. How about last year? <laughs> In the last five games. We want to talk about embarrassing. It's embarrassing that team only won eight games. That's what's also embarrassing. The The point On from paper, when they were 7-1. and one, With that schedule? It's an 11-win team. The, the point where they were 7-1 and one, from there to now, it has been utterly awful. 1-8 and eight against Power 5 opponents with Northwestern being the one win. And yeah. Northwestern was barely even a Power yeah. 5 team last year. And Bielema, look, I still, I'm not going to, to throw everything out about Bielema or Henry because I still want to believe look, in Bielema. We have but. to. That's the thing. Who are you going to get? And even if that were the case, you give Bielema some more time to figure out this team this year. And I think I would have a lot of faith in him if he got rid of Lonnie right now. Yeah. I mean, you, you know, you know what Lonnie, what his answer was talking last week about the struggles before Nebraska. His answer was, yeah, you know, as an offensive coordinator, my my goal is to keep them coordinated, and we're just very uncoordinated. <laughs> wow, a three-year-old could tell you that. I didn't hear that one. But what I was going to say about Bielema, and before I get to that, um, the thing is, Bielema's been known to have fantastic offensive lines and fantastic running games as a head coach. Granted, last year, very experienced offensive line, best top three running back in the country. This year, the offensive line is horrendous. Um, and your running back room is very beaten up. Josh McCray probably out for the season now with that spinal thing 
spinal cord thing. He is. Um, it's confirmed that he's yeah, out for the year. Yeah. Um, Reggie Love went out of the game again. Looked like it was that same ankle that was bothering him. Uh, and then Caden Fagan just, I don't know. It. There's, it's, I don't even like know what to say. It's just, well, it, Bielema is known to have really good offensive lines and really good run games, but. Well, here's the thing. You have uh, Zy Chrysler who should not play offensive line again. No. Ever. No. Um, and you have no. a few injuries there. Doesn't make it any better. And I mean, Bielema said it. And this is the only potential um, excuse you can give Lunny, which I don't even think is a great one because find a way, right? But Bielema was like, you can't even get close to competing in a game if you can't get one yard on a play. Right. If, you, if, if the game is on the line and you have to get a yard and you can't, how are you going to win any game? Right. And that's with Lunny. It's like, well, if he had a good offensive line, none of these problems would exist. But maybe, 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 maybe you stop running it from shotgun on fourth and ones when they they're obviously they're obviously packing the box. Like the defense is knows it's going to be a run. So either you are you sure they do one? Are you sure either, they know it's a run? Either n- number one, <laughs> you uh, do a QB sneak. That's your best chance there, probably. Dude, Allmeyer six two six three. Yeah. He'll probably get you over. Got, you have two inches, right? Two inches to get to the end zone. Yeah. QB sneak, or you don't run the ball. Stop running the ball. If you have such a, like, if you know you have a bad offensive line, number one, that shouldn't be the case. You shouldn't ever be in a position where this offensive line is this bad. Yep. But if you do, you have to throw the ball. Either that or QB sneak. And you guess, can't keep running the ball from the shotgun. You and, just can't do and, that. And guess what? You have you have uh, a couple of guys called t- tight ends, yep. right? Their, their names those, are Tip Ryman and Henry exist. Boyer and Griffin Moore. You have three of them. Those, guess those, what? Those exist. They all can catch the football. And guess what? If you run what I what I said earlier, it, called a tight end flat, you'll probably score a touchdown. Barry Lunny, there you go. You ever heard of that before? The guess par- not. The parallels I'm seeing from Bears offensive coordinator Luke Getze and <laughs> uh, Barry Lunny are they're painful because I'm a fan of both teams and both. I feel bad for you, man. Both, I, I really feel for you. Are showing an inability to understand. Hey, at least your boys dropped forty on the Commanders just, on Thursday night. They did, and you know they're not completely hopeless at, at, at this point, but Illinois is. Yes. How do you change that? We will see in the next few weeks. We're just ready, potentially, for Lonnie to get fired. We don't know if that's something that is in their system that they're going to do. Like, we don't know if Whitman's about that. We don't know if Bielema was about that. We do know that after the game, Whitman looked extremely pissed off. Oh, you should have, he did. You, you should have seen him come into the media room after the game, he, man. He had to be so mad. He, and he had, like, the biggest, like, the, the biggest, like, grimacing look on his yeah. face. And that's why that's like, why Bielema was infuriated, because all this reflects poorly on him. And at, yeah. at some point, you have to say, enough is enough. You can't have a job anymore. You if have this to look actually, internally about it. This is hurting the program this much, and it's hurting him. We can blame, it all reflects on Bielema, yeah. unfortunately for him. But no, it does. It does. It and does. we can blame Lunny all we want for this, but at the end of the day, the head coach is who runs the program. Correct. And, like, the offensive struggles, we get it. Like, that's horrible play calling. But guess what? Bielema, you're the head coach. You can have an input on what plays get called. You can veto something if it doesn't seem like it's the right situation. And I don't think he's ever done that before. Not once, right? I, 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 don't, I don't think so. It doesn't seem like it, at least. I mean, after last week, 
if we see a shotgun run on a fourth and inches ever again, I'm I'm stop. I'm stopping. I'm quitting the champagne room. Never watching Illinois football again. Not really. Can they fire Barry Lunny on scene? <laughs> um, not sure. Uh, at halftime, or no, Illinois was down 17-0 early on. At least on, and have I was the like, changes that he's talking about. Never get rid of that play on fourth down. At least have that be the change for every, now. Every game, the best drive is the first drive for the Illini. And guess what? Five out of the six games, the Illini have taken the first drive, and they have taken it into enemy territory. Yes. What have they done with that? Zero touchdowns? Toledo. Not, to, Toledo was a touchdown? Yeah. Okay. One touchdown in those five that you get Missed into field the goal other. Missed against Penn State. Against uh, Florida Atlantic, it was. Just a fourth fourth down and three that yeah. was a bad spot. That's but right. still, That's right. you're running it on fourth and That's three right. with the battle line. Uh, yeah, that, that, well, Reggie Love got that, but, you know, whatever. Still. Well, well, anyways, against Purdue, it was the uh, um, the fail. Was it? I'm trying to remember. Was It was the, um, the already, field goal. Field goal yeah, because right, the um, field goal. overthrow. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, Regardless, then, uh, you have to execute there. Yeah. And those that's when the offense actually looks good. You're like, okay, well, this team has potential. You know they yeah. do. Yeah. And then they continue to get the yardage. And not points. Yardage, no points. Yardage, no and points. It's over and over and over. And then they start to stall out the rest right. of the game. And they look awful. And when Altmaier found Pat Bryan on that 46-yard touchdown pass, that that kind of, you know, gave the crowd a little bit something to at least be optimistic about somewhat. Because then Illinois gets the ball back really quickly. And then Caleb Griffin, <laughs> that field goal going into the win, too. Uh, yeah. or wasn't with, the win. with the win. With the win, wasn't even uh, close. No, no, it was like two, three yards short from 55 out. And then he made a 53-yarder against Purdue. It's like Yeah, which was the longest in program history right. on the road. Right. So which kudos to him there, but yeah. it was just an awful I kick. I don't know how he missed, I don't know what missed kicked it somehow. But, but yeah, it's, it's at what point like, do you give it to Alano? Like what at what point? I feel like you I mean, that guy's leg is huge. Look, if this season is already lost, and it certainly feels like it is, and every aspect... Oh, I think it would be a miracle if Illinois every, wins one more football game. Every aspect, I wouldn't go miracle, just because Indiana <laughs> know, is I, their I own version of awful. Same thing with Northwestern. Yeah. I think <laughs> Howard by Illinois, three Illinois either goes 4-8 and eight or 3-9 and nine at this point, I think. Yeah. But yeah. regardless, you're not playing for as much as you were before. No. So why don't you... Give your future a chance. Yeah. Why are you keeping Griffin in? Alano was asked to redshirt and not play this year, and he said, no, coach, I can't do that. I'm going to play. He's a competitor, Yeah, and he's taking the kickoffs. He has a way better leg. Yes. Way better leg than Griffin. But they're just giving Caleb the kicks because he's Look, been here he's for been five years. He's been here a while. So what? Yeah. You earn your job. He's not going to kick in the NFL. No. You, you earn your spot. Because you are good, not because you've been here for a long time. And look, Griffin has gotten so much better in his accuracy from and 45 I and in. Credit and to him for that. Yeah, we're not saying that we think he's an awful kicker. We're saying that Alano is better. And for the future, for him to play, Alano, for him to have confidence next year, yes. get some reps. Yes. Get some reps. Yes. I want to see him in. I, I want to see him I on that disagree. field. I, like, I understand if you keep Griffin in for like the chip shot field goal is the one he's for sure going to make. But... Give Alano a chance from like fifty out. Yeah, see what fifty he can do. out. I would love to see Alano see what he can come do. in there and 
you know, turn some I mean, heads. Right? Every kickoff, I feel like goes goes out of bounds. Yeah. Besides the one that go goes into the wind and only can't recover it, or that's Nebraska, but never mind. But besides, like you know, besides the one that go went into the wind a couple times against Nebraska. Um, but I mean, it feels like <laughs> his kickoffs go out of the end zone every time. So, I would like to see that. Um, if you don't fire Lunny now. Unless some crazy things change soon, you should fire him in the next. At least let's few just please games. take out the shotgun right at the middle on fourth and inches. Yes, please. I if, if they make that change, if that's the change that Bielma that Bielma wants, right, I'll be right. okay with it. Mm-hmm. And look, I I kind many of other, reacted among there. Many other things. I'm saying, <laughs> Lunny could turn this around, but he he has no sh- signs of could's a strong word. He could technically. <laughs> so you're telling me there's a chance, right? There's technically a chance that he could, but he's showing no signs of adapting so far this year. No. Last year wasn't the case either, but you had a really high-powered well, offense the, the with a reliable that, QB last year. The reason that was only an eight-win team was because of the coaching. Yeah. They just straight-up didn't have the guys ready to play Purdue or Michigan State. No, they looked uninspired. Yeah. it was They, like, they let the fact they were 7-1 get to them. Probably. They were. It was, it was two we, in their heads that they had. Like they, they went into that. I mean, we don't have to talk about this, but. You know, it, it's, it's it all really, it all boils down to coaching. It's just it's we we can talk about it because it's trends yeah, continuing it to this year, except you don't have as much skill. Yeah. That's the thing. And it, it reminds me of some years past for Illinois basketball where guys just go in not motivated. Uh-huh. And that's what happened some of those games last year. The guys just don't look prepared this no, year. They don't. And on top of that, the talent isn't nearly as the same it was last year. Regardless, no excuse. Like why does every everything feels labored now? Everything yeah. feels like it used to when I would watch as a little kid watching Illinois football, and that is not something that I thought the Bielema era would get to this quickly after having a season with so much promise. That's really not what I expected, and I don't think it's what anyone else expected either. If you told me that the Illini would win three or four games this year, which technically that's not confirmed, if you told me that that would happen. I wouldn't completely rule it out, but I would say I'd be shocked, and I am shocked. I was appalled and shocked watching that team in the past two weeks. I think we all were. I think we all were in our own right. How was? I mean, it was just all. It was just yeah. next level. Like, let's just see Altmeyer tell Lunny off some of those times and and pick a play, be a leader. The QB is supposed to be a leader. Yeah. So when there's a shotgun on fourth and one and it hasn't worked almost ever. Change the play call yourself. That's what good QBs do. Yeah. And his his interception, by the way, was one of the worst throws I've ever seen, I think. He forced We're, that so, like, like oh, that was unreal it. how forced that was. And it was just, so underthrown. They're just, there are a lot of problems with this team. I know we're being really negative. And, but you is know, there maybe, any way to be we're positive? Being, maybe we're being overly negative from some people's perspective, but we're just being blunt. We're telling it how it is. I mean, in my opinion, I think we're just being, like, objective, but yeah. with a negative sense. We are. Like this, this isn't even subjective at all. We're just saying the truths here. No. And we don't know what goes on in the locker room. We don't know what's really happening. We I do really just, wonder what the culture of the team is like right now. I, I, I really do. Who was stepping up in the locker room and, right. and chewing people out? That's the million right. dollar question. Is a guy like I Johnny wanna, Newton, Isaiah I Williams? Know who's stepping up. I really do. I mean, those are like kind of your two leaders on each side of the ball. Like, is is Altmeyer having rough performance out of after rough performance and just going in and not talking to a single soul and just feeling sorry for himself? I hope not. I really hope not either. I hope he. Because I mean, he hasn't like. I mean, he looked good against Purdue. 
I guess you can say. He looked good against FAU. Yeah, I mean, like, look, the, the defense, if they're not getting any reward for their hard work, think about the toll that takes, right? Yeah. You're so much more exhausted when you actually get the ball on on your own 30 yeah. going against the Nebraska offense. You get a, a missed field goal. You get a fumble. You get another fumble. Interception. Like all of these. And you're getting nothing in return. Like that would that would nothing. mentally it, it's not just physical that would mentally exhaust me and I'm sure it's doing the same to them. Yeah, I I will trust the process of Aaron Henry and Brett Bielema until I know for a fact that I shouldn't. And I just yeah I don't trust Lunny. The thing is like like we've talked about, you have to have faith in Bielema. I'm not I'm not one of those guys who like thinks this all falls on him. But like we've talked about at the end of the day. He is the head coach, and if he doesn't make the changes necessary, Illinois football could really, really be, like, last year is going to probably be a fluke. Right, and uh, Lauren Tate in our the package that our Alec Gilmore did, uh, and I was there. Story, Noah, come on now. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, a story. Um, we just call that. Um, yeah, the, that's, it's journalistic lingo. Journalistic lingo is a package. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, video story on... Lauren Tate, and he was very realistic, as we've mentioned. He only believes in realism, and he was talking about how you're not going to get any better if you aren't bringing good talent in. Nope. And I tell you what, this year, if anything, is going to drive whatever talent wanted to come here away. Oh, yeah. Last year was so huge because you're thinking, this looks different. This isn't Illinois football of past. People are going to want to come here. Yep. And that actually didn't really change much that we thought it would, and now it's gonna probably going to get even worse. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I I saw that for 2024, Illinois was not in the top 40 in the country for recruiting classes. If you um, ever if you ever want to get better, you have to start with talent. And then coaching, yeah. obviously, is, is the biggest part of it. But you can't be consistently bringing in players who don't have that level of talent. Nope. And now, sure it's even, can't. now it's even harder. This team is a dumpster fire, and there's not much of a, a sign of – how it will improve. We're just going really to have not. to, we're basically just going to have to sit here and hope that they find a way, make something in the season salvageable. That's the thing that you should take from this. Make something in the season salvageable that you can turn into anything positive, anything positive at all. Cause everything has been <laughs> negative. Everything it, has. It would be so Illinois for next weekend. They play Maryland really tough. <laughs> it would be so Illinois for that to happen. It would. <laughs> It actually would, but that's usually when, like, there are any signs. Like, there are some good parts that you well, can pick out. Well, the thing is, like, there's not, but there's not right the now Illinois defense, at all. I could say, you know, kudos to Illinois defense for what they did, but that Nebraska offense is awful. It's terrible. <laughs> and they still allowed Nebraska to rack up a decent amount of 14 yardage. 14 points in 10 seconds is crazy, man. And It's not even the defense's fault either. I, yeah, and I talked about <laughs> it last podcast that, the way they would beat the Illini is some big plays yep. and the dual threat. What did they do? A few big plays here and there and the dual, and the dual threat. threat. Harburg looked the best he has ever looked. Go figure. Basically, against Illinois. Outside of the one interception and dropping <laughs> dropping the ball um, once on the exchange to yes. running back and then yep. just dropped the ball, fumbled. Illinois didn't take advantage of any of that. Nope. And as a result, we have what 
I said as the worst played game I've ever seen. There's nothing to sugarcoat. It's all, it needs to be blunt because it was hard to believe. I mean, I was just sitting there speechless. And I'm sure you were too. I'm sure the entire press box was silent. Yeah, and the, on, in the front row of the press box, we really didn't know what to say. We were just kind of sitting there just I mean, like... What can you say? Oh, dear. When a, when a head coach is being that negative in the press conference, you yeah. know that he probably Something goes back there wrong, and yeah. is probably the loudest he has ever been, negative-wise. I, I, I know, obviously, it's impossible to ever hear it, but oh, how I'd love to hear what the message to the team was after the game. Just, just from like a standpoint of me being a journalist and like kind of like reporting on that game, I want to, I really want to find out what the message to the team was after that. Is there even a message? Was there even anything? There better be. You have coaches to deal with the good and deal with the bad. You have leaders to deal with the good and with the bad. Yeah. And there hasn't Does been a whole lot though? of there. There hasn't been a whole lot of bad. Or sorry, there hasn't been a whole lot of good. I was going to say there's been a whole lot of bad. Yeah. So we'll see the resiliency and the character of these guys if they can at least put up a fight. Like I, they're not going to beat Maryland, but can they nope. put up a fight? That's going to be the million dollar question, and we will preview. I guess we'll preview that game before, before next weekend uh but yeah we'll we'll give a we'll give an inside preview on maryland and all you need to know before that matchup uh next saturday but uh for now fans rejoice illinois basketball is, le- is back in less than two weeks so and also make sure to watch Basketball's our first cool. actual line of sports night of the season of the year tomorrow at seven that's right it will not be live once again we'll have another recorded uh, session, unfortunately. Is that why? Yeah. yeah. We're, we're still figuring out a, a lot of things here at Richmond Studio. And once again, we will not have a live show. But we will be covering everything out, outside of football as well as the unfor- unfortunate football events that have occurred. We will go back uh, talking a little bit about uh, Dick Buckus's legacy. Um, yeah. May he rest in peace. Uh, once again, we already mentioned it uh, last episode. Yeah. But it would have been great to see the line I went for him. Yeah. And... Uh, they did not, and it was, in every sense of the word, it was awful. Yep. It's uh, just hard to kind of think that week after you get embarrassed by your former defensive coordinator and just the day after Dick Buckus dies, that happens at, on Friday night. <sighs> Anyways, Whatever. Got to move on, I guess. <laughs> you have to move on. We have to move on. We have to Those move on. Those guys are in, should be in panic mode figuring out. Like we said, that panic button has been broken to a million pieces. Yes. They have to figure out soon. They do. And they're running out of, I don't know about running out of time, but like it kind of you're feels like out of real estate. That's you, for sure. Yeah, you are. Some people more than others. Yes, very much so. And we'll see what these quote unquote changes Bielema has alluded to, will be made in the coming few weeks, I assume. But yep. expect our next show to be on Friday? Probably. Yeah, it yep. sounds right. Friday before the Maryland game. Yep. So we will see you then and just try to take a few deep breaths and have a good week.